This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah man, well turn it up man. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. So uh, what do we say to Taylor Swift and her new concoction, You Need to Calm Down? I think we just tell Taylor Swift she's a fool and she doesn't fear God and sooner or later, God will cut her down. You've worked so hard on these things. You've worked so hard on the kidney. Very special. The kidney has a very special place in the heart. This is a sign from Jesus. And now. I thought the whole idea of this show is that there wouldn't be any more sucking. That we were done with sucking. Hmm. There may be a little more suck. Our feature presentation. Probably a lot more suck if I know this show. Hey, party people. Welcome into yet another Kevin and Bean show. This time for a Thursday 7-Eleven. What's up, y'all? Oh. Hello. What? Hello. Who's Who is that? that? Uh, I'm that hearing a weird voice in my headphones. Uh, it's your your local Kermit the Frog, Jensen Carp. Kid Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the return of Kid Jensen. Hi, everyone. He's been waiting to play that. Oh, yeah. I really have. I've been he, so sad with you, Al even, Jensen. He couldn't even hold it for just the show. He sent it to That's me. That's what he told us. He's yeah. like, I had to send it to Jensen. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. Kid Jensen. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> Amazing. Jensen. Yes. Jensen. We missed you. Oh, thank you. It's good to see you, buddy. It, it, I feel great to be here. Basically, just quick update. Mm-hmm. Kid is still in the hospital. There's mm-hmm. still uh, minimal fluid in his lungs, which is not the best thing, mm-hmm. but they're going to play it out. They said it's so, so small that over the next week, they're hoping it fully absorbs while he's learning how to use a bottle. And then we'll take him home and do some outpatient. So we're hoping next week to two weeks. That'd be great. Nice. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I heard a hmm out of you when I said 7-Eleven, Allie. Do you celebrate 7-Eleven Day? Will you, go, will you go in for your free Slurpee? I do not. Is this the day that they let you go in with any anything to put a free Slurpee in and people are bringing so. big old jugs? And- I don't think so. That's okay. a different 7-Eleven holiday. I, you know <laughs> what? You, yeah. You'd think I would know that. I would think you would absolutely know that. I thought free Slurpee was just you go in and they give you a free small Slurpee. That's what it is, yeah. Today. Okay. I think the other one is another thing. But I am, uh, although you know I love the 7-Eleven, I am yeah. not a Slurpee guy. Interesting. So, plus well, I li- live in a state where there are no 7-Elevens. <laughs> kind of yeah. irrelevant to me anyway. We don't have them in Louisiana. When you think of 7-Eleven and it's one of your places, like, what do you think about buying there? Like, batteries? Big gulps. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because I, I just love a, fa- a good fountain drink. Mm-hmm. You know is it I mean? is it the Diet Dr. Pepper? Um, sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the, uh, the zero, you know, the zero Coke. Sometimes you get really lucky and find diet root beer, which is my favorite because, you know, these days, a lot of the, a lot of convenience stores, not just 7-Eleven have upgraded their soft drink machines to include 
30 choices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then all the mix-ins that you can put, you know, you can add lemon to it or whatever. It's just, there's, it's a, it's a cornucopia now of taste. It, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it but, says it outside of the sign, 7-Eleven, a cornucopia mm-hmm. taste. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, but I am, uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to, uh, to not get excited over 7-Eleven day. Even sure. If I, if I personally can't go and get a Slurpee. So hope everybody else gets a chance to enjoy it today. Um, I wanted to uh, start with this uh, story. I'm uh, sure you guys saw it. It made pretty big news. Freddie Mac. The man's name in uh, Venus, Texas. Did you hear about him? The fifty-seven-year-old man. No. Who uh, was uh, who went missing? His uh, he's kind of uh, reclusive. He lives at home with his uh, eighteen dogs, which I think may be too many. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. and that's coming from you. I love dogs. Yeah. The oh, most I've no. ever had at one time is six, mm. and that's a lot of dogs to take care of. Mm-hmm. Six. Allie, why do you, why do you feel like you know where this is going? <laughs> you said missing, and then said eight thousand dogs. Eighteen dogs, yes. Oh, Bean, don't. He um... don't. <laughs> oh no. He, uh, as I said, was fairly reclusive, but family members would swing by and pick him up every couple of weeks and take him to the store so that he could load up on supplies and whatnot. But they hadn't heard from him. Again, he kept to himself, <sighs> so they didn't think it was. Entirely unusual, but at one point they contacted the police, and the police thought, well, we'll go over and uh, check it out, and uh, they couldn't find anybody there, except a lot of dogs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, your conclusion is accurate. At one point they did find a tiny piece of bone, (laughs) and then they started noticing in the dog poop, they started noticing pieces not only of bone, but of the clothing that Mr. Mac had been wearing. What? Why? They ate every bit of them. Now that's what makes this... That was Bean's Death Corner. (laughs) There are a lot of people who have been killed by dogs, even some owners who have been uh, pecked away at by a dog. Mm -hmm. It is unheard of for somebody to eat it all. Just clothes and all. I mean, shoes, Yeah, pants, we got it. We understand what all is. Good Lord. Head, arms, monocle. legs, junk. <laughs> Probably his monocle. Fin yeah. Pack. The end of the shoelaces, the plastic part. <laughs> um, do you think, you don't think brunch would eat you and Danielle, do you, Jensen? I think if days go by, got to eat something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a cat as well, and cats will eat my face. That I know for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Really? When you're alive. Yeah, yeah. They don't even <laughs> yeah. wait. Nope. They're just, they're poking at my yeah. organs to see if they even, if they're ripe, they're ready for eating. Such dicks. Yeah. Chip, yeah. how's, uh, how's your cat? Alive. Oh, Mr. Pickles. Mr. Not Pickles. My, not, don't say it's my cat. It's not my cat. He lives with you, though. But he's not mine. He's no one's cat. Right. Mm. But don't you feel like Mr. Pickles is checking you out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, for for a, a tasty, although Chip is a snack, really, more than right. she's a little appetizer. I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's just waiting. He's, He's plotting. Yeah. Probably so. Well, this is a very unusual uh, unusual case. I mean, there have been dozens of cases of pets who have eaten their deceased owners in the last 20 years of forensic science journals. But uh, it is, uh, it's very rare to eat the, uh, the whole enchilada. And they also don't know at this point, by the way, whether they, the dogs killed him or if he just died. And short of somebody being around to feed them, they decided to feed themselves. And now they'll never know because he's in pieces. That's right. That's right. So, good morning. You know, when you read a story like that, you don't have to then, like, bookmark it. 
You're not like legally obligated. Do it to, on the show. You say can, it. Yeah, you can just leave that. I in thought your it was a folder, a story worth sharing, and I think it's also, uh, I think it's good advice for people to keep to count how many dogs they have mm-hmm. and how many they, they think they can fight off on their own. Careful out there, because sometimes dog plus people equals dogs. That's all I'm saying. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Bean show, shall we? Well, let me be really clear. That would be completely improper. I think it's very proper, because it's Thursday, and that means two of our favorite things are happening today. Jensen, you got to get up on this for us? I do. I have a musician. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. Also, our weekly visit with Dr. Drew Pinsky. We're going to talk to Dr. Drew today about a diet that has become very famous in America because of comedian Penn Jillette. He fasts. 23 hours a day. I just, I can't, right? Yeah. And when you told us about this a couple weeks ago, when he does eat, he's just eating vegetables and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. like his hour is like grains. Yeah. Yeah. No sense is made. Except for the fact that you look at him and you realize he used to be tubby and now he's maybe too thin. He's a little emaciated even. He is. I mm-hmm. think he looks too thin. Yeah. I mean, it works, but this is why we go to the doctor to go... You know, for people who are thinking about dropping a few pounds, it can't be healthy. I just want to know if there's long-term bad things that happen to your body if you do that. If you fast 23 hours a day, it just seems like you might as well be on Survivor, right? Because this is like the extreme of what Kimmel does. Kimmel does like the uh, what intermittent fasting, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is next level. Yeah. Next level, right. Um, Jensen, you were out, but we were talking about my, uh, my next career in the UK. Mm-hmm. If I can't get on with a radio station uh, or find some sort of job in the communications business, I think I'm going to work for the Royal Mail. It's been a dream of mine sure. here in America my whole life, and I think I can make it a reality in the UK. And um, Allie laughed at me, frankly. When I talked about how my route was going to be so much fun because of all the, the beautiful young ladies who are probably going to come to the door with their robes slightly askew, mm-hmm. she did not think that was likely to happen with me. Mm-mm. But then we heard from a Kevin Bean listener who, what did he do? Did he deliver? Uh, furniture delivery. Yeah, wood, it sounds like. And um, <laughs> he said, you can't believe the stuff you see when you're on a route, when you're out there going to people's houses every day. I think we need to find out more about that and see if I can move my flight up to England <laughs> to this weekend. <laughs> I think that needs to happen. Um, Comic-Con tickets on the program today. It's uh, a week from today, by the way. We're going to be in San Diego broadcasting for this year's Comic-Con. We'd like you to be there with us. Give you a chance to win those on the show today. Am I missing anything? Is that everything? That sounds good. I think you have the whole show. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get to it and start with Ali's What's Happening right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's going on? What's going on is a great question. Well, a lot is going on. You guys into Shark Week? Um, I dip in and out, Mm -hmm. as one would in the ocean. Oh. How about you, Jensen? I don't think I've ever watched Shark Week programming. Yeah. Never seen it. I watched uh, Michael Phelps take on a shark because that was the big thing one year. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, he's not really swimming next to a real shark? And I was really let down. Yeah, when people bogus. explained to me, well, you can't really swim next to You can't do that. Uh, people Whatever. swim next to sharks every day That's in the ocean. That's what I said, Bean. Well, Discovery Channel has released the official schedule for Shark Week. It's encompassing 20 hours of shark-tastic programming from July 28th to August 4th. In addition to their usual documentary-style shows, Discovery is also rolling out a scripted feature-length film for the first time ever. It's going to start Josh Dumel, and it's called Capsized, Blood in the Water. 
It tells the true story of an October 1982 shark encounter, which the crew of a capsized yacht must survive for days while being targeted by a group of tiger sharks. That is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Josh Duhamel all wet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, will Tara Reid be invited back? Um, are you talking about the Sharknado, Sharknado movies? No, I'm talking about when she co-hosted Shark Week one year. Today, oh. today, I was like, all right, I don't want to like really sound stupid when I do this show today. They're like, so learn a little education <laughs> on sharks. So I look up sharks on the internet, mm -hmm. and then I see like whale sharks. I'm like, oh, that must mean a whale. And a shark have sex, and then I think, well, how do how does a whale and a shark have sex? Because oh. there's a thing called whale sharks. So yes. I thought they must, you know. And then I realized that whales are mammals, and sharks are animals. They have nothing to do with each other. So basically, dolphins have sex with each other, but the sharks don't. So I thought, then how is it such a thing? So I'm asking again: Is Tara Reid being invited um, back? <laughs> I hope so. There's Honestly, nothing I yeah. want more. I've never seen Shark Week, and now I want to if she's involved. Right? Yeah. Oh, wow. man. Unreal. That was... Uh, a journey. That was a real journey. And yeah. I'm not sure where we ended, really. No. Yeah. She had all day, too. She said she did studying and research. Right. She had all day to come up with a sentence. Wow. Yeah. All somebody had to do was butt in and go, a whale shark doesn't have anything to do with a whale. Yeah. <laughs> that should have settled it. Yeah, you don't, you don't butt in with that kind That's of true. science. You just yeah, let it rip. You yeah. let Howard Cosell do the whole run. You don't yes. stop before he gets the touchdown. Absolutely. It's a great reference, Jess. Thank you. Uh, Rob Riggle will be hosting Shark After Dark. That's the weekly um the week's nightly talk show, excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, he's also going to be show showcasing uh, Shark Trip, Eat, Pray, Chum, alongside his friends Adam Devine, Anthony Anderson, Joel McHale, and Damon Wayans Jr. Fun. So it's like a little like road trip. Yeah, they went on a, on a travels to. It's like uh, you know, like a Terry Bradshaw show that for a while. It's a bunch of dudes going on a on a journey. Wow. Yeah. This should be a lot of fun. Oh, I hope he's there. In case anyone needs anything cut. <laughs> Oh, whoa. Jeez. Original can you, programming. Can, can you imagine if they announced that OJ was going to be part of Shark Week? Someone will. Someone will. Wait I, for it. I thought you were referencing there would be OJ Week, where all week people have to run away from OJ and talk about how much of a murderer he is. Okay, maybe I'd watch that. I'm the juice. <laughs> Whatever that is. Let's try to be a good guy. How much is he golfing, by the way? I'm sure all. All, Yeah. yeah probably what it does every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, original programming is going to wrap up on August 3rd, but then reruns of the week's best content will be featured the following day. You guys know how I love a cake mishap. I've said it for years. <laughs> like you, the one recently was somebody wanted Mariah Carey on their cake, then it was Marie Curie wound up on the cake. Yeah, that's right. That's a problem. Um, people that want you to spell like valid uh, Victorian and they write valid Victorian mm -hmm. or Zoe with two dots over the E. That's what they tell the person on the phone, but that's what's actually on the cake. Put Zoe with two dots over the E. <laughs> sure. I live for this stuff. So when I feel I, like you shouldn't be able to place a cake order over the phone. I feel like you should have to bring in something that you've drawn so they know exactly what it is they're doing. Okay, what about this if you have a little bit of an accent, which is what they're attributing this story to? It's out of Georgia, and this woman said her mom ordered a cake for her because her favorite movie is Moana. So she called the Dairy Queen, I want a Moana cake. Well, when they opened it up, 
at the birthday. What a surprise when the cake featured a marijuana leaf and a My Little Pony smoking a joint. <laughs> That's really cool. She said, I think they thought that she said marijuana because we're from South Georgia and kind of have an accent. So marijuana, marijuana. I guess when they said that I love cartoons, they were just like, well, let's throw a little My, a little, my little Pony on there. It has red eyes. It was smoking a joint with a tramp stamp with of a pot leaf on its bottom. Oh my God. <laughs> that person should run Dairy Queen. It yeah. just gets better. That's an awesome Dairy Queen. It's the greatest. Did you notice the other unusual thing about this story, Allie, that really surprised me? The, the mom. It, yes. Go. The mom called in to get the Moana cake for her daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Her daughter is 25. Loves <laughs> Moana. 25. Yeah. yeah. She sure is. Uh, she loves She loves cartoons. That, again, also during the call. Yeah. More disturbing full-grown woman having her mom call for a cartoon cake. I know. There's a (laughs) lot of things about this. But I do love that the family thought it was hysterical. They're like, we weren't mad. We just ate the cake. It was awesome. Just delighted. I love that Dairy Queen. Boy, that's a a talented person working behind the counter. That DQ, man. Right? Yeah. My Little Pony with red eyes and a tramp stamp? That's going the extra mile, man. It's really detailed. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right, you guys, some birthdays for you. TV host John Henson, magician Justin Wilman, Lil Kim, Richie Sambora, Giorgio Armani, and Alessia Cara. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Jensen is here. Welcome back, son. Oh, thanks so much. And every Thursday, I bring you the same thing. It's Get Up On This. Get Up Get On Up Four-year-old Frank Lopez Jr. of Sacramento is better known as Hobo Johnson of the group Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. And he's Hobo a Johnson. he's the perfect hybrid fit for the new generation of alternative music. I'm telling you this now. He should be on this station, so I'm bringing him. Hobo is of Mexican-Portuguese um, uh, descent. Uh, he is uh, 19 when he was thrown out of his father's house and became temporarily homeless, hence the name Hobo Johnson, living in his car and working at a local pizzeria. Mm-hmm. But he quit and quickly decided to follow his true passion, making music, and he's been climbing the ladder of Buzzworthy ever since. You see, in 2016, he released his debut album, The Rise of Hobo Johnson, which went relatively unheard uh, until he taped a music video for an NPR Tiny Desk Concert contest. Always my favorite. But he didn't even win. Oh. He just made this video. They were like, let's let's see people who are trying to be on Tiny Desk. Mm-hmm. He uh, put it on the internet. Didn't win the contest, but it went completely viral for a song called Peach Scone. Oh. Now, Hobo's unlike any artist before him, really. Uh, he rides the line between alternative rock and hip-hop and even spoken word. Almost like uh, he sounds like a drunk Barney from The Simpsons at times. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's totally different. At times, you may hear suicidal tendencies, right? You may hear Eminem a little bit. You may even hear Rage Against the Machine in some of his songs. So this is an imaginary artist that you've just yeah, made up. Yeah, no, you're just saying words. This is real. Beyond anything, he's having a lot of fun doing it, which you can tell. Now, he is not without controversy. He had a, a slight run-in with the Black Lives Matter movement a few years back when he said he grew up in a certain city in Sacramento. They had some issues with what they believed he was representing. Uh, he got out of that kind of unscathed, but something that stayed with him. And to be honest, I like when Hobo embraces his alternative side a lot more than 
than uh, his hip hop angles. Are you laughing every time just I say every hobo? time you say hobo like it's a normal name? Listen, okay. that's, that's what I'm calling the man. Uh, it seems more forced when he goes towards real rap music. Mm-hmm. So I like more with what we're going to play with that in mind. I am excited to see what he's going to do with his new album, The Fall of Hobo Johnson, which is being released in the no, next few months. Oh, we got the rise and, and now it's the, the fall? fall? Immediately. Oh, so quick. <laughs> a grand opening, grand closing. Uh, listen, he also has a large scale tour. It's set to sell out uh, through October and November. He's also playing Lollapalooza and Reading and Leeds. So it's, wow. he's, he's got the angle going. Yeah. Let's get to his newest single, a song I believe is a perfect fit for this radio station. It's just released. Uh, we're going to play about a minute of it, so it's a little longer than I usually do. It's called Typical Story by Hobo Johnson. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a typical story where the bassist kills the singer, the guitarist and the drummer find they're in love with each other. It's the story of the kid who clearly won't know what to say when the love of his life starts to calmly walk away. And it's the story of the dad who decides to chase his dream. He quits his job, he falls apart, and he loses everything. And it's the story. Of the kid who just wants to make a record lost and passive, but nobody ever, ever cares about it. Whoa. Saying the same or worsening So what's the point of finding calm When calm to me is unsettling Settle down, little kid Your bones are shaking in your skin Go on and try and take a breath Though nothing more, nothing Guys. Okay, Hobo. It's, hobo it's Johnson. institutionalized, isn't it? It is. See, that's the thing. And, and institutionalized comes up a lot in my mind when I'm listening to him, but I also don't think he knows the reference. I'm sure. <laughs> it's yeah. kind too of, young. Yeah, yeah, it's way too young. Uh, so the music video also to that is very, very good if you're still watching music videos, uh, something worth watching on the internet. October 14th, you can see Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers at the Wiltern. October 16th, you can see him at Orange County House of Blues. I'm assuming those will both sell out, so stay on top of it. Another thing amazing about Hobo Johnson, as if being homeless and living in your car at some point wasn't enough. He's also a Sacramento Kings fan, which oh, is not, sweetie. not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to another Hobo Johnson song. This is called Demarcus Cousins and Ashley. <laughs> I love you like the stars of lonely eyes. Our seven consecutive Friday nights. I, I love you like the dog hates the leash and the leash loves the dog and I love nothing else at all. I love you like the kings love to lose And DeMarcus Cousins also asks the rest what he do I love you like my dad loves my mom Before they realize they don't love each other at all I love you like the stars of lonely eyes On seven consecutive Friday nights Love you like the kings love to lose And DeMarcus Cousins also asks the rest what he do It's just different it's very. very different. What was harder to overcome, homelessness or being a Kings fan? Oh. Fact, they're about uh, neck and neck, yeah, really, more than anything. Uh, you guys, Hobo Johnson and Lovemakers, there's a new album coming out, but there is an entire catalog on the internet of things. You can listen to Peach Scone, which is the song that got him virally famous. I'm in, by the way. I don't know about you, Allie, but I'm in. All I want is a Pepsi. That, I'm telling yeah. you, it's got that vibe, yeah. right? Guys, Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers, that's my get up on this. Get up, get on up, on this. Get up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the largest comic book convention in the world, you guys, and it's taking place in San Diego next week. In fact, a week from today, happening July 18th through the 21st. Uh, You can get more information at comic-con.org. But we would like you to join us down there right now at 1-800-520-1067 with a game that we like to call Alley McMashup. Mashup! Mashup! Alley McMashup's the name of the game! Mashing up movies and actors on screen! You can sit right in you win the prize Just tell her the name of the girl or the guy Mash up, mash up Just tell her the name of the girl or the guy Mash up, mash up, mash up Wow, very nice, beer mug Nice uh, anything you want to add to Beer Mug's intro? You're going to be asking questions that require the name of an actor, right? Yeah, the name, just name the actor. It's somebody that you would see at a Comic-Con convention. All right, sounds simple enough. We'll take them in order at one 800 We'll start on line one. This is going to be our man Victor checking in from Pomona. Victor, you're about to go in the drawing for the trip to San Diego. Good luck. Here's Allie. All right, Victor. This guy was one of the most feared warlords. He had an arranged marriage to Daenerys. Um, It didn't end up great. There was a spell. He was in a catatonic state. So she had to, you know, smother him to death because she just felt bad for him. But then we got to see him all wet and stuff as a half-human, half-Atlantean dude in the ocean. Win, win. Who is this handsome hunk of the sea? The greatest man I know, Jason Momoa. Amen, brother. (laughs) Amen. You are in the drawing. Thank you very much, Victor. Let's say hi to uh, Richard Irvine up next line two. Hi, good good morning. Good morning, Richard. All right. This guy was all, what? Check out my retractable claw hands. This rules. And then he did a bunch of movies, and he's like, good day, mate. I'm out of here. Then he was a prisoner, 24601. Pretty miserable. And then he said, hey, Zac Efron, let's start a big old carnival and hang out with bearded ladies. You in? Who's this dude with weird hair and knifey hands? That would be Hugh Jackman. It would be. I want to see a one-man show of Ali acting out all of Hugh Jackman's roles. I mean, I was going to sing 24601, but I chose not to. Uh, Thank you for that. You're welcome. Monty's Paul up next, line three on K-Rock. Hey, good morning. Hey, Paul. How have you been doing on hold? Good, good. I got both of them. Excellent. All right. I think you'll do good with this. This guy is known for so many different roles, as if you don't remember him in Clueless, or the one that's real busy slapping the bass, or as one of my favorite reporters, Brian Fantana, he's the one that told us about that cologne Sex Panther. It's illegal in nine countries, and yeah, it's made with little bits of panther, so you know it's good. But you Comic-Con heads will probably know him as a dude that shrinks down into a tiny insect. Who's this talented actor? We share the same first name, Paul Rudd. You sure do, Paul. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> three for three. As usual, ton of ladies calling in to go to Comic-Con uh-huh. this year. Mm-hmm. And let's say hi to another one. It's going to be Matt in Anaheim. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, morning. Hey, Matt. All right, this dude is on fire like a human torch fire. This guy was hanging out with a fellow superhero back in 2010 in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. 
He was cast opposite Brie Larson. Yeah, Captain Marvel herself. But neither of them knew that they would soon have superpowers. How cool is that? Then he was all, enough of this. Give me a big old shield. Let's hold head back to the 1940s. And then he was in, like, every superhero movie, it seems. And he's a complete masshole and loves the Patriots, which makes sense, because America. Who's this handsome gent? I mean, oh. there were a lot of clues. Oh, no. Uh, is he gone? He Did gone. he hang up? Oh, no. He got fed up. I understand. I think, it was, I think it was the word masshole. It happens. All Why right. Why don't we go to Adrian and let him answer that question since he heard it on hold? Adrian, did you hear the question on hold? Yes. Uh, uh, Captain America? <laughs> we're looking for the actor's name. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name. Oh. Adrian. Uh, Adrian, you should be deported. Uh, Adrian, I got all the rest of them. You oh. should be deported. Get out of my country. Oh, sorry, Adrian. Get off my phone. Beat nah. it, kid. All right, all, all right. right. Should we just give that one away, Allie? What? Allie? Yeah. Okay, that was Chris Evans. We we're yeah. looking for yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We got a couple more people that want to get into the drawing to go to Comic Con. Javier Anaheim up next. Hey, Javier. Hey. Would you would is you have gotten Z- Chris Evans? Is it, Z- is it Xavier or Javier? Uh, Xavier. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's an, uh, there's an X there. My bad. I apologize. So cool, way, cool way to out yourself as racist, guys. Wow. <laughs> way to go, dude. All right. Uh, Xavier, like Xavier, he was the head of the um, Cabbage Patch. Okay. Uh, oh, Jesus. Not the X-Men? No. <laughs> I was thinking would... the X-Men would be more on point here, but oh, okay. Here's right. your question, Xavier. Listen up. Just saying. Cabbage Patch Kid heads will okay, know. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this guy can do just about anything. Play any role, fully immerse himself. Need him to lose a ton of weight? Done. Gain it all back? Done. Rinse, repeat with this guy. It's a bummer, though, that his folks were killed. I wonder if that's what made him such a psycho and made him kill all those ladies. But most recently, he transformed into one of the scariest of all villains, Vice President Dick Cheney. Who is this guy? Um, uh, shoot, for Batman, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, That's it. We're looking for the Batman guy. Yeah, who is he? Uh, shoot, Oscar winner. Uh, oh, Javier. Hey, Javier. Oh, Javier. Savior. <laughs> Savior. All right. Oh, oh, man. No Christian Bale's name. Christian oh. Bale's it's See, right. you were making fun yeah. of me. Now I get to make fun of you and hang up on you, too. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, one more. Let's okay. make it to Fernando in Glendale. Fernando, Hello. you there? I am. Want to hear something weird? We were talking about Xavier Roberts, who's head of the pumpkin patch. My first Cabbage Patch kid, Fernando Phillips. I like this. <laughs> Mash up! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So Bean paid thousands of dollars to accompany this actress on a red carpet, and then he never showed up, which is probably why she's now engaged to Colin Jost or Colin Yost from SNL. Jost? It is Be- Jost. Okay. It's, it's Javier. Here's, the, here's why, because she just gave up on men entirely. When she's not enraging people by starring in a role that should have gone to an Asian, she's living it up, most likely on the lookout for a guy like Kevin, because she's all spidery, like a black widow. But honestly, she's uh, she's just not that into you. Who's this woman? Scarlett Johansson. It yeah, is it is, Johansson. Fernando. Oh. Does your head smell like powder? 
Because my cabbage patch kid just had smoked like powder. Fernando, also Victor, Richard, and Paul are all in the running. They're all uh, hoping to be going to San Diego at the Comic-Con at the Convention Center next week. Who's it going to be, Jensen Carp? It is Fernando. (gasps) Fernando! Fernando. Yay. Hey. Oh, come on, man. Come by and uh, see us broadcasting live from Theater Box, home to the all-new TCL Chinese Theater in San Diego next Thursday and Friday. Congratulations. Thanks for playing. Ally McMashup. Ally McMashup's the name of the game. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. If you haven't noticed, our friend Jensen Karp is back, taking Yay. a couple of days off from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Jensen, welcome. Thank you. Good to see you. We're going to talk to uh, Dr. Yupinski like we do every Thursday morning coming up just after 8 about uh, comedian and uh, magician Penn Jillette, who lost 105 pounds by fasting 23 hours a day. He swears by it, by the way, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's still doing it. That's what my baby's kind of doing. He's just staying awake one hour a day. <laughs> 23 of them asleep. Well, he doesn't need to lose any weight, though. No. Penn oh, lost you should see Adler's pounds. magic, though. Really? Oh, Killing yeah. it. Yeah, right? a, lot of, a lot of sleight of hand. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll find out from Dr. Drew if that's a, a good idea coming up just after 8 o'clock. First, though, everybody knows about the Mandela effect, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. And the Mandela effect is that many people, maybe even most people, if they have any awareness at all of who Nelson Mandela was, they imagine that he died in jail. He was in jail for 27 years, and he died behind bars. It was so sad, he never got freedom. For whatever reason, that's what most people think happened to Nelson Mandela. When, in fact, he got out of prison and was a free man when he died in 2013. But they call it the Mandela effect because, for some reason, people just heard that he went away to jail for a long time and then didn't follow up on the story, so they just assumed he died there. And there have been lots of examples of the Mandela effect that we've talked about on this show. I mean, I think you all know i got to bring up, bring up Kazam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kazam is one, of the, is one of the biggies. Or Shazam. Which one is it? It is is. Shazam. Shazam. You're Shazam the, is the, the one. Sinbad the Sinbad thing. movie. Yeah, yeah. It's where not he's a, a genie. But that's not what it yeah, is. Yeah, totally. I remember it. I had it on VHS. <laughs> that's exist. right. It Never existed. Exist. So Shaquille O'Neal started a movie called Kazam. Yes. But for some reason, people think Sinbad starred in a similar movie called Shazam. Or just a genie. Or just played a genie in a movie. Right. Which never. And then there's the one Berenstain Bears. Yes. Yeah. That is another very famous Mandela effect. The Berenstain Bears. Nope, it's Berenstain Bears. It, it well, it's it Berenstain, really, weirdly. It is very weirdly Berenstain Bears. Nope. And it was a, 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 a family of bears yeah. and a series of children books created by Stan and Jan Berenstain. So their name is on the cover and the Berenstain Bears is on the cover. Yeah. But, but, most, but people remember seeing the cover. Yes. yes. Which is People say it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. So both of those have gotten a lot of attention in recent years. I found an article recently about other Mandela effects that people that people may or may not be aware of. For instance, if I were to ask you to describe the Monopoly Man, how mm-hmm. would you describe him? What do you remember about the Monopoly Man? A mustache and a monocle. Mm-hmm. And a little suit. Oh, he little didn't suit? have a monocle, did he? Yeah, a monocle and maybe a pipe. Okay. No, no pipe. pipe. But but a suit, a mustache, a top hat. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That also sounds like Mr. Planters or whatever. But yes. Well, it's interesting that you guys hit on both of those because his name is uh, Rich Uncle Pennybags, also known as Mr. Monopoly. That was my rap name. He is the mascot for Monopoly. Uh, Some insist that Pennybags completes his top hat and business attire ensemble with a monocle. But that is not true. He has never had a monocle. Damn it. 
Mr. Moneybags does not have a monocle. People appear to be conflating his depiction with that of Mr. Peanut, the planter's mascot who does sport a monocle. Yeah. Apparently that's because our brain can easily take subjects with similar traits and blend them together. All right. Number two. If you look forward to your school lunch break because your parent or guardian packed a Jiffy peanut butter sandwich, then your childhood may be a lie. There is no such thing and never has been as Jiffy peanut butter. No, it's Jiff. Or Choosy mothers choose Jiff. And Skippy, right? Yes. That is yes. correct. So it's mixing the two <gasps> things together. That's funny. That's but, exactly what has happened, But Jensen. there was Jiffy popcorn. Yes, Jiffy yes. pop. Yes, okay. While both Jiff and Skippy brands have lined store shelves, there has never been a Jiffy brand. That may be a false memory by incorporating elements into the reconstruction process of Jiff and Skippy. Wow. It gets encoded in your memory and becomes a false memory. Was it Jiff or is it GIF? Do we know? <laughs> Giffy, Giffy, <laughs> so, so, so completely, yeah. completely different <laughs> okay. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've talked about it. And many people by now know that nowhere in The Empire Strikes Back does Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. That is not the line that is in the movie. Another one that people swear is in the movie is Hello, Clarice, from The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Hello, Clarice. Also never said in the film. (gasps) It's something that people do when they're looking to do an impression of Anthony Hopkins. They say, Hello, Clarice. Didn't happen. (laughs) That wasn't a very good impression, was it? nailed it. (laughs) It was very good, actually. (laughs) For a later drop, please. If you're old enough, perhaps you remember seeing Ed McMahon showing on the doorsteps to hand people oversized oversized checks and balloons because they struck it rich in the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You're not taking that away from me. Never happened. He would ring your doorbell with balloons and the big check, and they'd be like, what? (laughs) No. Ed McMahon never made any house calls. In fact, he didn't <gasps> even work for the publisher's clearinghouse. No, 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 no. What's no. going on? What are That's you taking not away? True. That's not true. Are you endorsed- are my parents? My parents? He endorsed American Family Publishers, which was a similar company, but did not go door to door and did not work for Publishers Clearinghouse. I think I used to oh, say, like, wow. I hope Ed McMahon shows yes. up at our house. And yes. all he would have been is just bothering us. He wouldn't even yeah. have had money. Right. <laughs> so that is, an, that is another Mandela effect. What? Is, isn't that interesting? Because we do, th- I think because the Publisher Clearinghouse commercials ran all the time. And we always thought how cool that would be. And then we also saw Ed McMahon talking about money, so we just put the two and two together. All right, another one talking Mandela effect here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Do you remember Risky Business from 1983, one of Tom Cruise's big breakout films? You yeah. remember the scene, the very famous just scene? Those old records off the shelf. And he's wearing like he's a button-up shirt and underwear. and socks, and he slides into the shot. Yeah. Th- that is all correct. Okay. Many people remember him as also wearing sunglasses yeah, in that Yeah, he wears Absolutely. sunglasses, and he takes them off, and he's like, yeah. what's up, man? Which he does not. There what? are no sunglasses no. in that What's going on here? What's my name? <laughs> You know, is my name my? Is it Jensen? <laughs> Tom Cruise dancing in his underwear with his dress shirt and no Ray Bans. If you watch really? that now iconic scene again, you may be surprised to see that Cruise is not wearing sunglasses. The mistake likely comes from seeing him in shades in other scenes or in the film's advertising material. When you watch a movie, it's a big chunk of information, and a lot of things happen in that chunk. When you go back to re- recreate it in your mind, you get interference from other things that happen in the movie. Mm. Would you have sworn that he had sunglasses on? I'm watching it right now just to make sure you're oh, telling you think the he's truth. Lying. There's no way. The, well, the the reverse Nelson Mandela effect where someone tells you something that yeah. didn't happen, but right. it did. He's about to slide into the picture. Now he's got his head down. He's about to turn around. Oh, my God. No sunglasses. <laughs> oh, my God. But is Ed no. McMahon at his door ready to give him a big check? With a bunch of balloons. Oh, my gosh. 
When you see one more here. When okay. you see Fruit of the Loom underwear mm-hmm. yeah. on television, I don't know if that's something you've ever bought, but when you see the ads on TV, mm-hmm. describe the fruit for me. There's a big grape. Yep, there's grapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, is there a banana or is that just because I'm that's thinking of pretty, underwear? Yeah. Uh, there's definitely grapes. Yeah. There's okay. purple grapes. I remember the grapes. Okay, are, is the is the fruit actually on the label? Not the characters that are playing the fruit in the commercials. No, but the, the actual fruit, fruit that's on the label is yes. it in a is it in a basket? No, very good, Jensen. It's not in a basket. It's you only. I think you only see like three quarters of it, but it's coming out of the name. Many people believe oh. that it was in a basket, but it was always illustrated as just a pile of food. It's not sitting on a table. It's not in a basket. It's not spilling out of anything, which is how most people remember it. Yeah. They remember that fruit was involved, and they begin to think, well, how is fruit usually portrayed as a cornucopia? Which is not a word most of us ever come up with, but that is apparently a brain reconstruction. There is no basket. There is no table. Well, that's just how many underwears I wore on my head as a joke as a kid. <laughs> so the ta- <laughs> so the takeaway here, you guys, is that Mr. Monopoly did, uh, did not have a monocle. Right. There is no such thing as Jiffy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in uh, Silence of the Lambs did not say, hello, Clarice. That's right. The fruit is not in a basket. Mm, and everything, Ed McMahon, is, yeah. Ed McMahon did not come to your door with a giant check. That, yep. There's no way. Tom Cruise is not wearing sunglasses in the famous Risky Business <sighs> scene where he's dancing to Bob Seger. But I think we decided there is a movie that stars Sinbad called Shazam. Absolutely. Right? He's that a one's... genie on the cover and he's got the head thing and he might okay. be wearing purple. That one's very and, true. Yeah. At least that one's true. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Miss Helen McKay. Hey, Mr. Bean. What is going on? Thank you for asking. Uh, Forbes has released its list of the top 100 highest paid entertainers. And we're talking, these could be singers. They could be actors. They could be musicians, also singers. Uh, athletes. Athletes that act. I mean, it just runs the <laughs> gamut. But I am going to ask you if you can name anyone in just the top ten. Mm. Well, well, I'm going to have to recuse myself on this one. Did ha- you see ha- it? Having seen the list, yes. Okay. Right. I have not seen it, so okay. I'll take some guesses. Yes. Joanna uh, Man? No, just outside the top ten. Okay. Uh, George Wilbur? Mm-mm. Uh, is- Debbie? Debbie. Ooh, let me scan this. Nope, no Debbie. Bobo. Bobo, no. However, Bobo is in Cypress Hill, and there is a band oh, I know in the it. top I know ten. It. I know a top yep. fiver. Kaiser Permanente. That is a hospital? No. Jesus? Nope. Jesus uh, wouldn't make money. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No, AOC is uh, not on this list. Willie Tanner. Tanner. Who? Willie Tanner. Willie Tanner, no. Oh. No. It is none other than Grammy Award winner Kenny G. Oh, he's got to be on it. He has to be on it. He is not uh, the musician or the band in the top ten. I thought you, uh, holy moly, for sure got him in the top ten. Nope. Yitzhak Rabin. Nope. I don't even know who that is. Lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Could be. Could be. Is not. Willie Tanner. (laughs) Again, nope. Is it Dick? Uh, no. Pablo from Nicaragua. I wish it was. <laughs> All right. I have, okay. World, but, uh, what's his name? What? <laughs> All right. Jensen for real. Though. Okay. Uh, Ariana Grande. Nope. Not in the top 10. Very cool. Uh, I, I do think that Kanye had a very good year, 
based on the shoes. Mm-hmm. So I'll think Kanye is in the lower half of 10. I'm glad you brought that up because Bean could not understand why Kanye West was number three. Number three. That's crazy. Yes. I, uh, he just had a good shoe year. Isn't that what it's yeah, all about? That's what it was. But a I real mean, good. a good shoe year, like hundreds of millions of dollars are good? I yes. think so. Yeah. Are his shoes anything special? I don't love them because of the feel, and also I'm not necessarily a big Kanye fan, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, people like them, man. They're, they're, all those Adidas are very comfortable, yeah. from what I'm told. Uh, he gets a per-shoe royalty of 15% on the wholesale, so that's is not he, bad. Is he, at this point, making way more money with his shoes than he is with his music? Yes. Oh, for sure. He's not even really releasing music. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. But that's like Rihanna. Is Rihanna in the top 10? Because her clothing line made her a ton of money this year, and she barely released any music. No, you're talking Fenty, the makeup yeah, line. No. Oh, yeah, no. I guess it's not clothing. No. Um, okay, so people who are rich this year. Mm-hmm. Is Ed Sheeran on the list? He sure is. He's at number five. Okay. So now you have number three and number five. Um, I can't believe Ariana Grande's not on there. Mm-mm. Taylor Swift. She is number one. There you go. Yeah, girl, Taylor. That was the uh, the stadium tour, I guess, the biggest tour of all time. Uh, Katy Perry. No. Hmm. Who am I missing? Oh, I guess Bean can't get involved. Think about um, think about some athletes that oh. might be on there. Okay. And don't think of American athletes. Oh, so I'm thinking of like, um, what's Football. his name? Yeah, uh, uh, it's not Beckham. It's uh, Ronaldo. Yep, he is number six. Okay. Uh, Messi is number four. That makes sense. Wow, the soccer dudes, man. Neymar is number seven. Unbelievable. Yeah. They represent, man. You are missing, however, uh, the band, you guys. Oh, uh, the band U2? Mm-mm. The band uh, Lit? Mm-mm. Uh, those are the only two bands I know. Okay, it's the Eagles. <laughs> oh, the e- really? The Eagles, yes. Let me do the top ten. Is that so- catalog sales? What is that? No, that's touring. no. Their tour was wow. nuts. Mm. Yeah, I thought Hootie after hearing your oh, review. My goodness, was it great? Huh. Uh, number ten, Canelo Alvarez. Wow, he had a good year. Yeah, right. A couple of big fights. Number nine, Doctor Phil. Mm. Come still, on, come still, on. It's upsetting. He, what did he make last year? I don't know. I'd have to click through um, okay. a bunch of All stuff. Right. I'm stunned that in 2019 he's still making that much money. Yeah, insane. Number eight, the Eagles. Seven, Neymar. Six, Cristiano Ronaldo. Number five, Ed Sheeran. Number four, Lionel Messi. Number three, Kanye West. Number two, you didn't get. Mm-hmm. But think about makeup. Oh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. That makes sense. Number two, and Taylor Swift coming in number one, you guys. Those are some rich folks, and many of them are quite young. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. first two, first two female. Absolutely. Love that. There you have it, you guys. Um, this is interesting. Snapchat is partnering with stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kevin Hart on two new short-form shows. Schwarzenegger will be giving fans motivational advice in his short-form series, Rules of Success with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good for you. And then uh, Kevin Hart, we don't know. His is being kept under wraps. I'm fascinated by this. Oh, well, you should know what you're doing. What's going on? Well, it's rules of success with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're going to tell us some rules of success. You shouldn't be talking. Well, I'm telling the story about how you're partnering with Snapchat. My sunglasses were damaged. He's mad about that. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be the first show. What a day. Right? Woo, long day filming a uh, short form for Snapchat. That is funny. It is. Uh, by the way, other people getting their own shows include Serena Williams, Maddie Ziegler, internet comedian Ricky Thompson, and a bunch of YouTubers I've never heard of. So, the way to get back in that game, Snapchat. The girl of my dreams. Okay. And give it up for uh, the governor, by the way, who never slows down, never no. stops working, never stops hustling. No, he had a kid uh, no one even knew. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Got a lot going on. He's very busy. This is hot. It's, it is hot in every which way you can think of. It is hot. I would like to uh, thank everybody that tweeted me and emailed me this story and said, not sure why I thought of you when I heard this. And I thought, that's uh, that's a bad brand uh, that I have right now. But um, Clay County Sheriff's Office in Missouri, they wrote an incident um, on Facebook where they were trying to catch a guy who was wanted for possession of a controlled substance. And they were searching for him. He was hiding. And you know what gave him away? Hmm. Really loud fart. (laughs) He was hiding, farted, and they found him. Here's what they wrote on Facebook. If you've got a felony warrant out for your arrest, the cops are looking for you, and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a poop emoji day. He farted, and they're like, oh, there he is over there on the left. Does it say whether Omar will be released in time to come back to work on Monday? There are a couple stories that have happened this week that were like, this is Omar. That's why he's not in. Yeah, it could be him. I mean, you guys, that's just bad. Like, you know. Okay. (laughs) He was holding that bad boy in. I want to smell it. Okay. Some birthdays for you. John Henson, Justin Willman, Giorgio Armani, Richie Sambora, Lil' Kim, and Alicia Cara. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You guys ready for some Dr. Drew Love? Please. Always. Hey, Doc. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Good. What do you got for me today? Well, first of all, we can speak freely since Kevin is in the hospital right now. I heard about this. He apparently got bit by a brown recluse spider. Yep. That's uh, that's pretty serious, right? Yeah, I, I got to tell you though, every time I've had a physician uh, colleague tell me that somebody's bit by a brown recluse, it turned out to be a regular spider bite that just got a staph infection and, and began spreading. It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. It's it's some sort of tissue destroying infection locally, and I heard it's in the back of his neck, which mm-hmm. is really yes. dangerous. And, and he's been in like three different times to have dead skin cut away, yeah. and now it's yeah. gotten to the point where they're going to have to go even deeper and give him a yeah. skin graft. Yeah, good times. 
the it's really, it's really nasty, and and uh, it's no that is not funny. I, <laughs> no, I do have no fooling. I do have my own theory on it that he got like a Japanese lettering tattoo mm. up yeah. under his neck, and that Possibly. this is his excuse. Oh, they're removing the skin because of a brown recluse. Well, wow. it, it, it may that may or may not be the case, but I love how you're thinking. And Thank from you. now on, anyone who needs to get such tattoos taken out, remember this moment. Yeah, yes. you just go. have a brown recluse bite you in the neck. Yeah, All right, the, the laser treatments. Let's yeah. go just carve out your flesh. Absolutely. Here's the uh, here's the topic. I was uh, fascinated by this. Penn Jillette, who is the same height as I am, six foot six, at one point weighed three hundred and thirty pounds. He was a big, big man. He, of course, is a famous comedian and magician from the Penn and Teller Act in Las Vegas. He realized he had a health problem and he did not want to die young. So he did the right thing, which is start improving his diet. And he decided he was going to take a radical approach to dieting. Doctor Drew, he said. Easy is your enemy. I'm going to make it hard, he said. First of all, don't take health advice from a Las Vegas magician, but here's what I decided to do, was to fast for 23 hours of every day. And then during that one hour that I do eat, it's whole food, plant-based, hardcore vegan, vegetables, no processed food, no sugar. No surprise that it worked for him. He ended up losing 105 pounds. He looks great now. I just can't imagine this is how the human body is meant to operate, doctor. Well, I would actually, I, I agree and disagree. Let me start with disagreeing. That probably, we probably evolved in such a way that that is how we ate out in the savannas. We would have access particularly to large amounts of protein in very intermittent fashion. It wasn't like we had somebody, we, we, when we were evolving, we didn't even have uh, produce. We didn't have farming yet. And so this is probably how we ate. We probably ate large amounts of protein in very sort of sparse, rare encounters where we could find it. And there's nothing inherently wrong with this. However, uh, the issue is maintaining body protein, right? Because your body will start to metabolize your protein uh, in addition to the fat. And at 23 hours, you're probably going to be taking down your muscle. And you can even get into things like damaging your heart. Okay. That well, makes... That's not a ringing endorsement. No. No. So it's it, agree and disagree. It isn't. I mean, I, I guess what you're saying makes sense going back to the old days, but don't most people on a healthy diet now feel like you need to eat two or three times? I mean, most diets seem to want you to eat multiple times a day just small well, amounts and healthy foods, right? That, There's that a reason been, for that. That has been a, a sort of recommendation for many, many years, but intermittent fasting is becoming more and more a recommendation for people that need to lose weight or have problems where they put weight on very easily, people with metabolic syndrome, things like that. In fact, the, 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 the diet is always evolving. It's so complicated. It's very difficult for us to make uh, really accurate recommendations. However, uh, again, metabolic syndrome is me. I have metabolic syndrome. People who put their adipose tissue around their midline, have insulin resistance, have high cholesterol and high blood pressure. That is me. It's in my family. All right, I, stop I bragging, Drew. I know, it's good times. <laughs> and and uh, I'll join Kevin with the skin grafting as well. Uh, but but it, it, there's some new data that showed that for, for people like me, all carbohydrates are bad. It's not the fats anymore. It's the carbohydrates that may be the enemy. And it, they and the insulin may actually be causing damage to the, our arteries and not the cholesterol. Is this so, why you're doing this all meat all the time? Well, it, it came to me. So it was recommended to me before the data came out. And oh. I felt so much better and everything. All my numbers got much better. And I thought, wow, I'll just stick with it. And then this data started coming out in the last, like, four months. Hmm. So, that's, so, so, again, this is very difficult. But intermittent fasting 
here's the thing about intermittent fasting. People have differing uh, mechanisms, uh, sort of hormonal mechanisms around hunger and satiation. Some people can easily, you know, take a small meal, um, be satiated, eat properly during that meal, and sort of be okay. Other people, again, me, people like me, once you start eating, it's hard to stop. And if you're an intermittent faster, it tends to help with that problem. Of course, that makes sense. And it's part of the part of the problem why we all struggle so much with ways to take off the weight and leave off the weight is because there are a million different diets out there with a million different opinions and they, and it's not a one-size-fits-all problem, right? Like We're your correct. metabolism is different than mine. We may require vastly different approaches to try to it's get the same results. It's exactly right. And and so these you know extreme, generally speaking, extreme solutions are probably not the best. I mean, obviously, it makes sort of common sense that adequate protein, it, again, whether or not we are all plant-based or not, this is an ongoing conversation. I mean, I think that the pendulum has interestingly tilted back towards uh, animal products, again, is something essential to our, our overall health. And again, for people with metabolic syndrome especially, but this isn't, this, one day, one day, we will be able to test our genetic code and say, this is the diet for you. There are things like that out there already now, right. but one now, day we'll be able to do it with great accuracy. Now, Drew, when you first started talking about your diet, I asked you about your meat sweats and you're like, what are meat sweats? And then the <laughs> next time you came on, you're like, oh, Allie, I now know what meat sweats are. <laughs> Has that tapered off for you? It stopped completely. Really? I'm, I'm trying, now I'm trying to induce them. I can't. <laughs> you missed them. <laughs> All right. So you would say, uh, in general, you wouldn't advise the twenty-three hour a day fasting like pendulum. Well, but if you're if it's way if it's if it's weight against not not pun not intended, uh, being three hundred pounds and maybe becoming diabetic, I would then say I would err on the side of that fasting okay. diet if that's what works. I mean, that certainly is healthier than being three hundred pounds. Yeah. Certainly so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, die, die, die skinny. Dr. True is doing middays over on 790K ABC from noon till 3. He's got a bunch of podcasts, including a former friend of the program. Mr. Skin is on the Dr. Drew podcast this week. Yes, he is. Is there a place for Mr. Skin in the 21st century, Dr. Drew? He he still has got thousands of uh, advocates, and uh, he can't believe it. But he seems to be thriving. <laughs> All right. Also, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, The Swole Patrol with Mike uh, Catherwood and Dr. Drew After Dark. This week's episode, Jamie Kennedy. Don't forget, you can download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor in the comfort of your own home. We always enjoy your expertise, doctor. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll do it again next Thursday. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Could you guys even go 23 hours in a row without eating? Don't, I feel like yeah. I would be too weak to walk. That whole segment made me hungry. I yeah. can't. I can't. I was I eating during the segment. He was. He was eating nuts. <laughs> Macadamia nuts. <laughs> I, don't you, I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. Especially a busy guy like Pendulette who's got a job. You know, I just don't know how you could. I don't know. Maybe not for me, you guys. All right. Uh, Jensen is back. Welcome. Hi. We were having a conversation a couple of days ago about my UK plan if uh, radio doesn't uh, pan out. And I'm, and I'm hoping it will. Hey. Anyone in British radio who happens to be listening to this podcast, uh, Daddy needs a job, okay? Oh, not oh, helping. Boy. But if it doesn't Don't happen... Don't ever say Daddy. If it doesn't happen, I have a backup plan, as I've explained on the show here, which is that I have decided to go work for the Royal Mail. And that uh, scratches a long-time itch that I've had to be a mail carrier. Uh, we spoke with some carriers yesterday, by the way, who love the job. And I feel like I will love the job, too. And one of the offhanded benefits of having a job like that where you walk the streets and knock on people's doors and deliver mail is especially a guy like, you know, a handsome guy like me with a, you know, with a good head of hair. 
the ladies are going to be waiting for me. Right, man in uniform. Yeah. Yeah. The ladies are going to be looking at the, they're going to be checking that kitchen clock. What time does the mailman show Because women are always in the kitchen. <laughs> As Barefoot and pregnant. As they should be. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I expect to be greeted at the door frequently. And I think the example I gave with, with robes that are just conveniently a little open. Slightly okay? askew. Slightly askew, yes. <laughs> So, Allie, I believe you were the first to mock me for this. I was like, women are not going to be hanging out with their robe open. Like, oh, thank you, Mr. Mailman. You got a package for me. I'm like, it just doesn't happen, Bean. What is wrong with you? I would like to introduce you to Kevin and Bean listener Merced, who joins us on the show right now, who tweeted in after that remark a couple of days ago. Merced, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you so much for writing in. Now, you were not a mailman. Unfortunately, you did not have that honor, but you did have a job where you made deliveries. What did you do? Yeah, I used to deliver furniture for about 12 years. Okay. Sounds like you liked it. (laughs) And and how does uh, does your experience relate to the conversation we're having? Well, when when you said that and Allie started making fun of you, it just really brought back the memories of doing early morning deliveries and having the, the lady open the door and she's dressed in, in like skimpy nightgowns and you're like, people don't speak like that. Why is she dressed like that? Uh-huh. And we would always say, well, is she dressed up for us? No, no, it can't be. But it, it would happen more than once. So, so you were wondering if she just didn't care who saw her, that's just what she happened to be wearing at the time when she opened the door or if she was thinking about, hey, young strapping Merced coming in here, maybe he's got an extra delivery to make. Uh, I don't know about all of that. I think they just, they were just trying to mess with us or probably, I don't, I, it was just hard to say. It was really uncomfortable at times because, you know, things would be hanging out and you're trying not to be rude because they'll get pissed at you and, you know, get you fired or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, so this was, but, this was lingerie Merced. This was like pieces. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. More than once. Definitely. Yes. And you and you yes, also like, said in your tweet, boobs hanging out. Now, that puts you in an yeah. uncomfortable position because, like you said, you, you, you can't really mention that, but it's also kind of impossible to ignore. Right. Yeah. One specifically, it was a delivery in an apartment in Hollywood. And, you know, we start setting up the bed and whatever. And then she comes in and she's wearing like a bustier thing. And I'm like, what the heck? And, and you pay attention. All of a sudden, you big old nipple just sticking out and I'm like oh man I don't think she knows what's going on or maybe she's doing it on purpose and my helper is just cracking up laughing and you're just trying to get through and I'm like oh she's man. like Merced how much longer with that bed how about um how about the men who answered the door any experience with oh, them Merced you would love this being the the older gentleman so like <laughs> The ones that would be wearing, waiting for the mail love to wait in their boxers. You know, the, <laughs> and not the boxer briefs, the loose boxers that open up. And- oh, yeah. yeah. Go on. A little poke out. Talk yeah. a little slower, Merced. <laughs> yeah, a um, little poke out indeed, yes. Jensen, you have anything you want to confess here about answering the door in your boxers? Well, <laughs> I, I do have to admit that until recently, Danielle did point out, she was like, don't don't answer. I used to answer the door in my 
my boxers because I believe people thought they were shorts. No one believes boxers are shorts. I know. Danielle pointed that out. Danielle was like, no one has ever thought those are shorts. Wait, did you think, oh, they've got checkers. People think they're Bermudas. Well, no, because they're like kind of a tighter brief, so I thought maybe they thought they were bike shorts. I know. I was wrong. I admit when I was wrong. I admit when I was wrong. <laughs> and, cool. and do you remember Merced coming to your house and vowing to get yeah. out of the furniture delivery business? Uh, no. We used to deliver in the Valley a lot. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. no. Well, oh, no. no. I've, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That does play when I open the door for delivery people. Yeah, sure. You got Pony on your doorbell. Yeah. Um, Merced, did uh, did the surprises on your route have anything to do with you getting out of that business, or did it just, uh, just happen that way? Uh, no. Uh, the older I got... I got tired of carrying heavy stuff. Yeah. And then uh, people are weird. Not not only crazy, like getting uh, dressed up and being all, all uncomfortable. People really are rude. So I was like, I need to step off. Yeah. yeah. I got it. I got it. Well, listen, I'm so glad you shared the experience. Um, I have I put in my application online yesterday. I'm going to see how fast I can move to the UK. <laughs> I was planning it. on staying until the end of the year. But uh, I hope to be gone by this weekend. So thank you so much for coming on. All right. <laughs> Uh, you're very welcome, guys, and I really appreciate it, and I, I really love listening to you guys. You guys help this drive. You're awesome. I'm still working the truck, so you guys help me out in the morning. It's really we love cool, you. man. I'm, I again, you guys. I'm so sorry Thanks, I Merced. answered the door with my little, my little penis uh, poking out. Any time. Thank sorry you. about right. my left nipple. We, uh, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> we are looking for other Merceds who have first-person experience on this. If you have been a delivery person of any kind, doesn't have to be a mailman, but anyone who, I mean, you're uh, you know uh, checking the gas meter, whatever it is, you're going house to house. We want to hear about the crazy stuff that you have seen. And by the way, I don't mind uh, opening this up, Allie. It doesn't necessarily just have to be, you know, ladies and bustiers, right? Yeah. Just crazy oh, stuff. whatever you saw, you saw. Yeah. Going to people's houses. I yeah. mean, my cable guy's got some stories. I bet he does. Right? <laughs> Had laid plenty of cable at your house. So 1-800-520-1067. Wow, someone's day horny. You had a job where you went to people's houses. We want to hear what's behind those front doors. Call us. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Taking your calls on the Kevin and Bean Show here this morning, you had the type of job that uh, required you to go door to door. What sorts of things did you see on your delivery route? We're taking you at 1-800-520-1067, and George is going to be up first from Paramount. Hey, Jorge, what's going on, man? Yeah, what's going on, party people? Tell us your job so, and tell us what you saw. Uh, yeah, so I used to work for FedEx, and um, I was doing a delivery around the Venice Beach area. And, you know, it has one of those doors, the privacy doors, where they get to see who you are before you go in or they sure. buzz you in. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I went to the door, rang the doorbell. They went ahead and answered it, buzzed me in. And while I was walking in and I, I was entering, I walked into a porn shoot. Um, there was uh, people banging on the right of me, people banging on the left of me, and I still had to walk up the the little aisle to the door to uh, deliver this package. And now and you're in a movie. Those where I could just drop it off. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> did they uh, did they tell you whether they had a scene for a FedEx delivery guy? Because right? a lot of movies do get started <laughs> like that. Yeah, I wasn't about to put a little glory hole in, in that in that package. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, that just got a little, just got a more descriptive than it needed to be. Really? Really taking this running. <laughs> All right, George. Thank you for the call and too much information. <laughs> I have a feeling being uh, an employee of the Royal Mail is going to be more fun than I ever expected, Allie. I mean, I mean based on the calls we're getting unreal. and the texts that are coming in. Yeah, yeah. A true blast.
Uh, Kevin in the 951 Riverside, I used to deliver pizza, and more times than I could count, I was met at the door by women, if not completely naked, then dressed very scantily. From the 805, I've been a UPS driver for 27 years, and I can tell you that I have seen way more naked men than w- naked women answering the door. Makes sense. I mean, I'm down for whatever. I don't know about you guys, but uh, <laughs> let's go picky. to JJ in Anaheim. Up first in this segment, one 800 520 JJ, thank you for listening, holding, and calling. What's going on? What's up, my people? Yeah, so I was a, uh, I was a man, man. So you know, going house to house, all, all over, you know, all over the cities and stuff. And uh, I was in Anaheim, just doing my thing, went to the backyard, and there's a guy just mowing the lawn all naked. Oh, mowing the lawn naked? Yeah. Did he at least have shoes on? Um, I think he just had socks on. Oh, oh that's a twist. Yeah, that sounds like a real colored socks too. It's like a hazard. Well, the no shoes is a definite hazard, but yeah. I think like a wiener just flopping around, yeah. nothing's going to hit uh, that. No, no, the, uh, the funny part about it is that she needed a lawnmower on his private part. Oh, 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 oh boy. JJ, I'm sorry you yeah, saw yeah, that. I'm sorry you had to see that. Oh, Thank wow. You. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I mean, he's really got that just ingrained in his memory. Yeah, he sure does. Let's go to Ron, line eight, please. Ron is in Whittier. He's up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Ron. Hey, how you doing? What kind of job uh, you have, couple, and what'd you see? Uh, I had a, I'm a termite inspector, so I see a lot of a lot of crazy stuff that people don't really see at the front doors. You go into their houses. Uh, I got a couple. I got a one first one uh, uh, going to uh, Riverside doing a termite inspection, and uh, that's thought there was only one person home. The husband. I walk up to uh, the master bedroom where the attic entrance is in their master bedroom closet. Come around the corner. And I kind of knocked the door. I was like, hey, you know, you know, I'm here or whatever. No one said anything. So I thought he knew he was home. So I went in there. The wife had her head above her, her hands above her head, completely nude, trying to put on a shirt. And she met eyes and we kind of stood there and looked at her for three, four seconds and just kind of looked at each other. And then it turned around and walked out. Oh, and, uh, man. Down in the, in the uh, kitchen when we were doing the, writing up the paperwork, my husband says, uh, so, uh, uh, found out my wife showed you something good, huh? I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. He's like, oh, yeah, puppy, I did, yes. You know, I was like, oh, okay, okay. That's, that sounds like a, that sounds like a swinger's test. Like, yeah. Like a yeah. Put, put your put little toe in the water. Right. Yeah. yeah honestly, honestly she, she was uh, an older woman, but she, she was very fit, so it was. <laughs> and and now you live with them. Okay, yeah. thank you, Ron. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Joe, line four, please. Joe is in Corona. He's up next on K Rock. Good morning, Joe. What's going on? Morning, morning. So it wasn't exactly a delivery job. I used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners, which is like the next most dangerous thing to being a mailman. Okay. So, but you're still going door to door. That counts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, as, as when you first start, you, there's appointment setters and the people who do demonstrations. So like, hey, I got your appointment. I'm like, cool. I do the appointment. I show the demonstration. And the lady's like, oh, okay. She's like an older lady, 60. She's like, do you finance? I'm like, sure, yeah, we finance. She's like, what kind of deal can you give me? I'm like, you know what? Um, let me show you the rest of the demonstration, you know. And at that point, you you know, you know, go up to their bed and you do the demonstration on their bed. And she's like, oh, the room's this way. And she's like, you know, I've been living here, you know, all by myself for the past 10 years. You know, I'm very lonely. And I was like, okay. And she opens up this room door, total dominatrix everywhere just yeah. look on the wall there's a swing and there's like ambient red lighting i was like oh my god like i thought i was in a movie and i started pulling out my phone i'm texting my supervisor like yo get me out of here this lady's crazy like 
she like wants to tie me up or something for a discount. Hey, why are you so judgy, man? There. Come on, you're trying to sell a vacuum cleaner. You do what it takes. Yeah, she has to. She has to I'm pick sure, up blood. <laughs> I'm sure a three hundred dollar discount on a vacuum cleaner is not being worth tied up for six hours with a ball and gag in my mouth. Well, it's not until you try it, Joe. Yeah. I mean, not with that attitude. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate the call. All right, let's go to Anthony in Mission Viejo, line six. Is this segment turning out weirder than you thought it got? You, it would. Uh, it's in line. It's there. Really? Yeah. I was yeah. very on brand. This. I was yeah. expecting, you know, hey, the, the, the outfit was see-through. I wasn't expecting the dominatrix. All right, uh, Anthony, what say you? How you doing, my guys? Um, yeah, I'm just hanging out. This story's probably not as crazy as the past ones, but I was about 13 years old uh, working for the Orange County Register doing, like, door-to-door sales. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, the end of the night, and this guy lets me in. He wants to give me a subscription, and I'm like, okay. So we're filling out the paperwork. All of a sudden, <clears throat> this woman walks into the, through the back room butt naked. And I just okay. look over, and I'm like, what? What is going on? And he just gives me this look, and he's like, yeah. That's what's up. And I was just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you were 13. I was, was, I was like 13 years old. I was that was like, the day oh you became God. a man. That was like your bar it mitzvah. Was the first, yeah. It was the first naked woman I've ever seen. She wow. wasn't too bad either. It was like, they were probably like in their 30s, you know? Okay. So All right. They were looking good. Yeah, so yeah. It was, it was good times. You're bragging, right? That's why you're calling. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, because I was sitting here listening to you guys, and I was like, you know what? I got a story. No, you do have something. a story. Yeah, 13 And a fine story. And she was a great American. Right. Thank you, Anthony. Let's do one more. Let's make it Manuel, L.A. Line 7, please. Manuel, you're going to close it out for us. What's going on? All right. I, I used to install cable, and um, I went to swap a box with Hollywood. I knocked on the door. Uh, no one answered. I called the company and told them I was leaving. All of a sudden, someone said, you know what? I'll be out. I'll be right out. He opened the door, and it was an older gentleman. He was in a robe. I went in real quick, you know, I'm here to swap your box, and I knocked out the box. I was, I looked at his library, and he had, like, a lot of gay porn. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, it's just something I noticed. Well, then, finally, I swapped the box, and I had to call in to um, to activate the box. So I said, can I sit somewhere? And he told me, sit right here. It was like a small studio. I sat down, and I started kind of noticing there was, like, two hot lamps pointed at a bed. And then I saw a camera on the stand, and then I saw him and he kind of had his head down and his robe was open and I realized he was naked and I kind of panicked and then I looked because I, I was looking at, at the bed I looked under the bed and there were like five dildos and I said <laughs> oh my god so when the lady came on when the operator came on the line I said you know what I, I'm swapping the box I gave her the number and they gave us a code like if something was happening to, you know, we give him the code and they'll, like... Uh, so that everybody else can come over. Right, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so he can get out of there. Yeah, so I got out and I called her and I said, you know what, I think I interrupted a session because I was like, man, when you work in West Hollywood, I got stories. I can I can email you stories. Well, it's unfortunate you weren't able to activate that dude's box because that would have that would That's what he was counting on. Yeah, he was really hoping you'd activate that box. <laughs> but nice try anyway. Thanks for the call, Manuel. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Allie, I'm, I'm usually excited about what's happening, but you don't often have a guest with you when the segment begins. I do. I have a, um, a surprise guest. Who's this uh, homeless young man that you just brought into well, the studio? Well, it's just mugs with a beard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is quite... A, it's it's a beard. Yeah. It's it's un, unkept. Kempt. What is it? Kept or kempt? Have you been kicked out of your house? What's going on, Muggs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been sleeping in the utility closet here at K-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for you, sir, ahead of what's happening? Tonight is one great night at the Bicycle Hotel and Casino. It's something I've been doing for the last three months now. And it is trivia night with King Trivia. Um, I, along with the guy from King Trivia, Kobe, we host a very fun two-hour packed trivia night from 7 to 9 at the Bike Brewery at the Bike Hotel and Casino. Come on down. It's free to play, and there's uh, gift card prizes. We're giving away Monster Jam tickets. Fun. And the hot wings at the Bike Brewery are so good. Really? So good. Eat it. Yes. What kind of uh, trivia questions are mostly asked? Like, oh. who, would, who would be a good candidate to win something like this? Everybody... Everybody that listens to our show, uh, I mean, it, it, it ranges from pop culture to sports mm-hmm. to video games. Just Every, right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, it yeah. just runs the gamut. So it's a really good time. Um, come on out, and you could play against me or with me if you do. Whoa. Yeah. Fun. You just said, or with me if you dare. Yeah, because I'm terrible. <laughs> I, actually, oh, I caused my team to lose the whole oh. thing one time because I told them not to double down. And they listened to me, and we lost. Oh, yeah, go right. uh, trust mugs on a spelling bee, not yes. so much on a trivia. Correct, okay. right? All right, uh, nine thirty-eight. Allie's got our final look at what's happening here on a Thursday morning. Well, what's going on? Um, I don't know if you guys knew about this over the holidays when um, they had Glastonbury Festival, the big music festival in England, mm-hmm. and right before the festival, Noel Gallagher wound up doing an interview about. A Scottish singer that has just blown up, Louis Capaldi. Oh, he's um, delightful. He's such a delight. His song, um, Someone You Loved, is just, it's perfection. But he wound up, you know, not saying the nicest things ever about sweet Louis Capaldi. And he basically said, um, I don't, I don't, I'll just paraphrase about how wank his music is. It's just not, not, yeah, he's not a fan of Louis Capaldi in any way. So... Glastonbury rolls around, and Louis Capaldi plays that interview during his walkout. Love it. Opens his jacket to a Noel Gallagher t-shirt. Love it. Amazing, And there's a history of this, because Jay-Z did the same thing when he was told by one of the the Oasis dudes he shouldn't be headlining, so he came out and played Wonderwall. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And this is, I mean, this is Noel. This isn't... You know, Liam, yeah. who's usually the troll. The idiot. But it's um, it's gotten worse. So yesterday, an interview in Variety, Noel Gallagher said, effing Chewbacca should enjoy his 15 minutes. The greatest day of his life is the day I slagged him off and called him an idiot. It's the greatest day of his effing life so far. Wow. Well, I know you're Scottish and all that, but effing hell. It is like a third world country, but for F's sake... You must have had a better day than that, surely. Okay, why are you bringing Scotland into yeah, it? it seems First like of all, that's a bad move, yeah, Noel Gallagher. Too many, too many things. So here's what he did. Louis Capaldi today mm-hmm. has changed his name on social media to Chewis Capaldi. 
Chewis? Chewy. Thought you said, so ju- said, said Jewis. Oh, no, Chewis. Okay. Like he took Chewy and Lewis and combined them. Sure. And then just kind of superimposed his face on Chewbacca. So he's owning this as well. He's doing everything right, is basically mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. I love Lewis Capaldi so much. He's very um, fun. He is. He knows. You rarely see a guy who enjoys himself as much as he seems to all the time. Yeah, he's shooting to superstardom and he's having a blast all along the way. Absolutely. I love him so much. And I don't know when Noel turned into Liam, but stop it. Yeah, he's being very dickish lately. Yeah, stop being a potato. And and what did you what did you think about Noel refusing to allow any Oasis music in the Liam uh, Gallagher documentary? It's petty. It's super petty, it's right? Petty. He was in yeah. the band for God's yeah. sake. So let him use some music in his documentary. It's not going to take take anything away from you, Noel. Yeah. Although that new Noel Gallagher song is fire. It's kind of, it's kind of a bop. It's it is good. Fire. It's real good. So Mike's good. Dancing is that the one? Yes. Yeah, it's real good. Real good. Real good. Um, guys, SB Awards last night. Didn't drop as much as as they were uh, worried about because mm. apparently Tracy Morgan, I don't want to say bombed, but pretty much bombed. He didn't do a real great job with. I his- am really surprised to hear that. A because he's very talented. B they have a tremendous amount of writers on a show like that, mm-hmm. right, Jensen? I, I this was my first year, and I think six I didn't do. Wow. Uh, but I mean, historically, you get a lot of help. For yes, a show like there's that, right? probably like six, seven writers on it. And C, it seems like he would have so much goodwill just based on what he's been through. I think people were there ready to have a good time with Tracy Morgan. Yeah. So all of those things were going in his favor and it still failed? That's a shame. It just wasn't his his best moment, okay. is what we'll say. But numbers held up pretty well to the year prior, which isn't that bad. So last year, 3.9 million total viewers. This year, 3.87. Yeah, so about the same. I think they'd look at that as a win, the way that numbers have been dropping across the board for shows like that. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Love Island, if you know anything about the show Love Island... One of the biggest hits in television history. Yeah, in the UK. In the UK. And people couldn't wait to bring it here. But I think they should have just brought the British version. Just replayed those shows here. And I think they would have been a huge hit. But we decided we'll make our own. We'll do it. Not doing too good, you guys. Not doing too good. It's it's not not really the hit they thought it would be. I, uh got an email to audition for the voiceover of that uh-huh. and I was like oh, I'm not interested in doing that and I, especially in my mind I was like I'm not gonna get it I sound like Kermit like right. I, I don't have that voice <laughs> that's like do you want to go on a date you know what I mean right. like are you ready for one on one like I thought that's what it was gonna be <laughs> yeah and then I tuned in just for the top of it mm-hmm. and the dude who does the narration super Kermity <gasps> so they were looking for a specific voice <laughs> oh, and they found funny. him I feel like we need to find out who this is just in case Jensen needs more time off. We can just flip this guy right in. in. Right. Do do you think, and I don't know what the competition has been like or the reality show history has been like in Britain, but do you think that America is, that itch is already kind of scratched with between the Bachelor franchise and Big Brother? Like we kind of have already got it. Like we don't need another one, I think. I I was open to the idea of hearing what's different about Mm -hmm. Love Island. Like Mm -hmm. how is it, and I can't, I see a little bit of the mechanisms that are different, but it's a pretty much similar pretty show. Pretty much the same show. Good-looking yeah. people going on dates. Yeah. yeah, and I also think maybe CBS isn't the home for a show Bingo. like that. Yeah, yes. I think that's the number one thing. You've got an older audience that wants to watch Criminal Minds yeah. and Mark CSI. Yeah. They want to watch those shows, and then you put you know half-naked people on. They're like, Rawr. 
Yeah. That's what yeah. they said. I well, mean, I'm... Dave was Dave was uh, writing a letter yesterday asking to just air Blue Bloods repeats during that hour. So yeah. clearly the CBS audience is not having it. No. Dave and my mom. The only two people the I know two, that watch yeah. Blue Bloods. Well, now that my dad's gone. Yeah, there were three, oh, but now there's the two. Yeah. Mm. Did Blue Bloods kill him? I don't think so. I think okay. that was all that was keeping okay. him alive the last couple of years. <laughs> Actually, who did you tell that to recently? You what told you, you we had an interview. It was Gary Sinise. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I, I, I had to break the news to him that he lost his his biggest fan in Las Vegas. <laughs> he he was, would watch anything Gary Sinise was in. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he had it set up amazing. on his on his DVR for any any that was his keyword was yeah. Gary Sinise. If Gary Sinise was in it. Like Gary Sinise liked it. Gary he would Sinise, watch it. very good actor. Yes, tremendous yeah, actor. Yes, but like a weird person to get fixated on. Yes. Here's the thing, though, um, because I have family in the military that will watch anything Gary Sinise is in because of how much he does. Same deal. for veterans. Mm. And yeah, your dad was that a was Navy it. guy. That's yep. totally it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's the common core. Military, Gary Sinise. Okay, good times, guys. I hate to break this to you um, because I know a lot of you were thinking, oh, just if they could get through this last little bit, Woodstock 50 is going to happen. Yep, they've hit another bump in their plans to stage the festival in New York. In uh, five weeks, you guys, is when this is supposed to happen. The festival's effort to obtain a permit for its latest proposed location, Vernon Downs, has been denied. They have five days to appeal, but sad bassoon. What they have submitted to date has not met many of the requirements, so it's highly, highly unlikely. Of course it's highly unlikely. They can't put on a festival in five weeks when all their backers are gone. This is a disgrace. They can't get the permits for toilets and food and all of that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Tickets supposed to go on sale, you guys? April 22nd. Unbelievable! Still no tickets because you don't know where it is and you don't know really who's performing. Cause I, I can't even believe it! The original headliners, Jay-Z, The Killers, Dead & Company, Black Keys, Imagine Dragons, I don't think they are waiting around. Get rid of all of them! Uh, the, uh, well, no. I mean, keep them, just do another festival. Do you think people are buying tickets and getting ready to go out there just to film themselves and then make a Netflix documentary and a competing Hulu documentary? <laughs> I mean, if tickets were to go on sale, yeah, yeah I bet someone would. I bet you they For would. For sure. For sure. Lies, lies, and more lies, and lies on top of lies. Hmm. Okay. You guys know about uh, La Mer uh, Lotion? For your face, very expensive, very expensive. Like if you get a little trial of one, you're like, yes, make it last. Mm -hmm. What's so good about it? Um, Just great moisture. It's made of baby blood. Yeah, made of baby blood. Oh, okay. I don't think it's baby blood. Uh, Is it? You got to tell me. That's why my kid's in the hospital. (laughs) We've been just taking it out. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Take it a little extra. I hate you. Well, um, we've been putting it all over our faces. Maybe that's why we can't get him out. Oh, oh little man. Adler. I hope Danielle's not listening right now. Oh, Adler. Good I hope Lord. Adler's not listening right now. Right? Good Lord. Well, here's why I bring it up. It's about $400 um, for this La Mer lotion. And when you're Chris Hemsworth and you have a sunburn, maybe don't grab your wife's lotion <laughs> to put all over your body. Ooh. <laughs> His wife's not too happy. So uh, he had to explain, yeah, I just, um, 
rubbed a small fortune all over my body, and it's not really soothing my sunburn. So I thought that was just kind of cute. Stars, they're just like us, right? Just I wonder if there's a, a phone topic, Allie, in people mm-hmm. who use the wrong product. People who thought they were putting something on for a thing and found out it wasn't what they were supposed to use it for. I did that. Did I ever tell you about that? I thought I was putting on sunless tanner, mm-hmm. and I did three rounds of it. So I did six... Did it six hours later, did it again, showered the next day, did it again. And it was motor oil? It was sunscreen. Oh. Yeah, it was doing absolutely nothing. Nothing for you. I was like, I am getting no color from this. But yeah, didn't you, um, you took something and you thought you were taking something else? Night, oh, NyQuil, Dayquil. Yeah, NyQuil and Dayquil? Yeah. I did that. I you bo- did I that. I that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun show, Beyond the Suzerp. Yeah. That is funny. But no, then Kevin did it recently. Mm-hmm. Recently. Yeah. yeah. That was anal cream, though. <laughs> I think dr- he brushed his teeth with. Drinking it. Oh, Adler again. Oh, stop upsetting Adler. What are you doing? He's got enough trouble. He's fighting his way through, and here we are, playing his cry. I mean, you just talked about rubbing his blood all over you for Lemire. No one heard He better it. get used to it. That's the family he was born into. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get some birthdays for you. Justin Woolman, the amazing magician. TV host and comedian John Henson. Giorgio Armani. Richie Sambora. Lil Kim. And Alessia Cara. Thank you, Ellie. And that's what's happening. You got the name right on the last What's Happening. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> hey, a uh, 5 p.m. commercial free hour, you bet, thanks to a random act of helpfulness from these SoCal helpful haunted dealers that strike your client this afternoon. Tomorrow is a good show for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is it is Fry-Yay, you guys. Day. Got more tickets for you to join us in San Diego next Yay, week you're for f- Comic-Con. Also, uh, hey, comedian yeah. Eliza is going to be here tomorrow. Uh, we are going to be keeping it 100 because it's uh, Friday. We'll give you a chance to help us pick the music. A new batch of Kevin Bean Afro calls to play for you and much, much more. That's all t- happening tomorrow right here on a Friday. Day. Hey, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.